Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word with down to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. Bible says that all the things that happen to the men of old happen to them so that it may be an example to us. Is somebody with me? So all the things that the great men and women of God went through, both the good, the bad, the ugly, they all happened for us to learn a cue from it. Is somebody with me? And so you are a cursed child when you don't learn from people's mistakes. You are cursed when you don't learn from people's what? Because all the things that happened happened so that we may learn. That is the most important reason why God never hid any strange or weakness of these great men of God in the Bible. In fact, when we read about Abraham, we see Abraham was a man of faith. In fact, he believed God. Even against the odds, he still believed. He was 75 years old. God said to him, you are going to have a child. The man said, I believe. This is exploit. You understand? These are great works. Now, when the man was going old God told him I'll bless you, you your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars of the, the sky and the sand of the, the sea and this is a man who didn't have a child and yet God was talking to him about descendants and yet the Bible said Abraham believed God and because of his faith in God the Bible said God declared him a righteous man so Abraham was made righteous by his faith. Not by his works. It's not about the good things he did and the bad things he did. Rather it was his faith and the Lord that made him righteous. The Bible said Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. In Romans chapter 4. You see it over there. Romans chapter 4 you, you find it over there. That's not what I'm talking about. And so you, you see that Abraham is, is such a powerful man of God. The Bible even described him as a prophet. God said to Abimelech, the man whose wife you are holding, he's a prophet. Restore his wife back to him and he will pray for you. And so Abraham was a prophet. Abraham was a man of faith. And yet, Abraham had weaknesses. And I was very surprised the Bible said Abraham was the friend of God. And I, I was shocked. Why didn't God hate the weakness of his friend? Why is it written boldly in the scripture? 
Why didn't God say, Abraham is my friend? And so usually a lot of you don't discuss the weaknesses of your friends, true or false. But with God, it's a big no. It is there. He wrote all the weakness Abraham had. He, he wrote it down. Abraham had one, a weakness. And one of the weakness he had was, he had a spirit of fear. He feared for his life. And that made him selfish. Abraham was selfish. This is a very powerful man of God though. But he was selfish in his doing. At a point in his life. He was going into, uh, 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 I think, Giral. Oh, he was going to the king of um, Abimelech. He was entering Abimelech's city. And the Bible said, he said to his wife, when we go and the men of the city ask of you, tell them I am your brother. Don't tell them I am your husband. If you don't know and you tell them that I'm your husband, you see what I'll do to you. So Abraham is now doing something to save his life by pushing away his wife. He knew very well that if he says Sarah was his sister, they would, they would take Sarah and do to her as they wish. There's a very fresh old woman. You see, there is something about the wives of men of God there. They are always looking fresh. I'm telling you. If you are not a man, a man of God yet, desire to be a pastor. Immediately you take up the role of a pastor, your wife becomes beautiful. It's, 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 it's grace. Yes. So if you're a woman, your husband will also be handsome. I'm telling you. Just name it. All the men of God you know, name it. Look at their wives. Yes. And so Sarah was, was in her sisters and yet people were interested in her. They saw her to be beautiful. And so Abraham at a point was trying to hide away and push Sarah away. But so he was selfish in a way. He, wanted, he never wanted to protect Sarah. So he was seeking for his own, trying to preserve his life. So they entered the city, he said, hey, Oh, she's my sister. If like ask her, then you look at Sarah. Remember what I told you before we came here? Then Sarah also said, Oh, yes, he's my brother. And the people said, The woman is beautiful. She's fair to look upon. She's catching. Like when you see her, it catches eyes. Then I'm sure some of the men all wanted to date Sarah. 60 year old woman. Then all of a sudden, the Bible says that somebody came in and said, no, this woman is too beautiful such that she deserves the king. So we must give her to Abimelech. And so they took Sarah into Abimelech's harem. A harem is like a place for the wives of kings. They build it with curtains. You understand? So they took Sarah in there, started dressing her, bathing certain parts, because because it was it was possible that place that they were preparing and washing and scrubbing would be used that night. You understand? So they took her in, started bathing her, dressing her. In fact, she, they wanted her to look like a queen, and that was how Sarah got the servant Haggai or Hagar. 
Hagar was given to Sarah in her harem. So she was a maidservant who was meant to serve Sarah in her harem. Because she's now the, the king's you know, concubine, you understand? And so she needed maidservants to help her wash certain parts. In fact, you don't even bath yourself. They'll bath you in an oil. It's called an oil of May. And that was the oil um, this Esther was bathed in for nine months. Yeah. You bath in an oil. It has got certain medicinal purposes. When you enter and you come out everywhere, all the new sent will leave you. And so they took Sarah, prepared her for the king. After that, they laid her in bed. And so she was ready for the king. But don't forget, this is a very powerful moment. Is it? Don't forget, I'm talking about Abraham. Those of you who have this, I'm, to, I'm still talking about Abraham, a very powerful man of God who loved the Lord. And yet he had a weakness. And his weakness was he was selfish. He was seeking his own interest, not that of Sarah. As to what was happening to Sarah in the king's palace, that was none of his business. And that night, they, when, when, is he, because he has automatically become the king's in law, they gave him cattle's gold. Oh, so the man has become rich at the expense of his wife. I'm telling you, there are some of you, you think you have husbands. But when you grow and you marry, and Anne Roberts come, your, your husband will push you away and he will run. Amen. So it's very important. One day I heard a story about a woman. Every day, you see, they were living, they built a story building, so they were living upstairs. Their bedroom was upstairs. Every day the woman would say, hey, I can hear people talking downstairs. And the man will come check there's nobody there they will go by and say there's nobody the woman did this for 10 years every night she says she hears somebody speaking downstairs there are, people have entered the house people have broken into the house there are robbers in the house and so one day after 10 years the man the woman said she does her usual thing the man went down when he went he saw a robbers with guns looting their their stuff, television, money, and what have you. When he saw the man, he said, hey, sleep. Where's your, where's your safe? They took him to his safe. He gave them all their money. When they were leaving, he said, please, um, there is somebody upstairs. She has been expecting you for the past 10 years, so visit her before you go. Don't leave without visiting her. He said, who is that? He said, my wife. She's upstairs. For the past 10 years, every day, she says, you people are coming. So she has been expecting you, so pay her a visit. You see, so, so you could see that there are certain husbands in, in critical conditions. They will sell you. I used to watch this um, funny clip on some of you have been even watching on um, how do you call Likey and TikTok and what have you. One day I was watching one of these documentaries. A guy and his lady held the lady's hand and they were going they were talking, they were chatting. Then all of a sudden, they used a drone and they dressed the drone like a ghost. <laughs> a drone or a drone. When, during the corona pandemic, they said nobody should go out. And yet people were going out. It was during lockdown and people were going. So they dressed the drone and the two, you see, the, the, um, the lens of the drone was red. And so the lens, which was the camera, it was two. So that was the eye. 
and then they had a sound. They were playing a sound from it. And they dressed it. And somebody was hiding and flying the drone. So the guy was walking with this lady. Immediately the thing appeared. Then he pushed the lady to the to the ghost and he ran away. And the lady fell. I said, hey! And so, you see, this is, this is the kind of this is the kind of lifestyle you should or behavior you should expect from human beings. Abraham, as powerful as he, had, he was, also had his own weakness. Sold his wife out. And it, it just took the divine intervention of God. For God to just, you see, Abimelech wanted to do that thing, then God made him sleep. God blew air into his, into his eyes. And he slept. And whilst he was sleeping, he had a dream. And in the dream, God said, You, you are a dead man by just bringing this woman into your. Do you know that the woman lying there is, is the wife of the gentleman he came with? And that man, he's a prophet. Restore his wife and. And, and Abimelech said, oh God, but you know that I've done this out of the cleanliness of my heart. In fact, I'm not, I'm not the one to be blamed. He said this, um, Sarah is his sister. And God said, yes, I know you've done it out of the cleanliness of, like by this I would have finished you, you think I would be talking to you. Restore the woman. Go and give the woman back to her husband. And Abimelech stood up. Sarah was still lying, ready. Then Abimelech said, call me Abraham. He said, Abraham, why have you made me and my people do this, commit this great sin? Why did you lie to me? And you know, I was shocked by what Abraham, Abraham said. When I was coming, I thought, number one, there was no God-fearing person in this place. And number two, I, I feared for my life. For I feared that they would, you would kill me or the men of the city would kill me and take my wife. That's why I had to lie. So we see selfishness and we see lies. And I, my problem is, why didn't God cover it up? He said Abraham was your friend. So why did you mention it? Why did you tell us? You see? And so it is very important for us to know that in this life now, all the things that happen to people that are ahead of you happen to them so that it may be an example to you. It is only a fool who knows that as for this place, somebody got there and he fell. And you also get to that same spot and fall. That's why Jesus said, when a blind man leaves a blind man, the pit is their portion. You understand? And so sometimes you look at the blindness of somebody who has taken the lead and where he fall and you ask yourself why did he fall then you learn from that thing but you don't just follow blindly some of you the reason why your parents are screaming at you loudly to stay away from certain guys is not because of anything it's because of what they have seen before and so they advise you don't don't walk with this camp this guy i don't like this person i don't like that he said hey, mommy cry you talk too much you see menopause is killing you is you every day you want to complain no is he it is because of something they've seen which you have not seen 
And so it is very important for us to understand that all the things that happen in the Bible, look at David, very powerful man of God. God said he's a man after my own heart, a man after my heart. But I love him. If David was a woman, I would have married him. Yes. Very powerful man. And yet he slept with Bathsheba. And God made them write it in the Bible. Oh, God. This one is secret. Only three people knew this. Number one, Uriah who knew was dead. Number two, you see, so even Uriah is out. Number one, Bathsheba knew. Number two, the prophet knew. And number three, David knew. So just between the three of us, why do you write for millions and millions of people to read this about me? Some of us, when we go to heaven, we see, um, that's, that's David. He said, David, the first thing you remember is Bathsheba. <laughs> yes, a lot of us, that's, that's it. People remember, you see, human beings are that they remember you for your wrongs more than the good things you do. You can do 99 good, just one error or mistake. Human beings will always remember you for that one mistake. You don't understand. It is because they themselves are also corrupt. Yes. But God is somebody, he forgets about all the 99 wrongs and he, you do one good thing and he remembers that one thing. Yeah. That's why a lot of us are still alive. If your hands are not yours, keep it. And so you see, that is why God will never be man because he can't be man. He's completely different and opposite to man. Man is a liar. God is not a liar. Man can promise and fail. God does not promise and fail. You understand? Man will criticize you for your weakness. But God will rather applaud and praise you for your good things. Not necessarily because you are, you are righteous. No. He knows all the bad things you do. And yet he only talks about the good. That's why somebody said, what a friend we have in Jesus. He's the friend you need. Somebody who knows all the bad. Sometimes I go to him and I say, God, you know everything about me. One day I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. He was a black man. I'm telling you. I saw him and I knew that the first impression that came to my head was my sin. It's like they started playing it. I'm telling you, everything right from my infancy started reflecting back like this. So I looked at and I knew I was looking at a holy person. I, I knew. And I said, ah, you. Yes, I, and it's like I felt I knew him from somewhere. I said, you? You are the Holy Spirit? He said, yes. And I said, ah, but why is it you are a black man? He said, because you are also a black man. Then he started talking to me, showing me. Then, then he said, he mentioned something. Which was a good thing, actually. I told him, is he, uh, I, I can't, and he said, yes, I know you can't see clearly. He didn't even make me finish. I was going to tell him that, you see, I, I see you, but I don't see clearly. Like, in terms of the prophetic, I see, but I don't see clearly. 
Then I said, um, please, sir, I see. Then he said, yes, I know you don't see clearly. Immediately, that was what I was going to say. Then, then I said to myself, ah, how did this man know what I was thinking about? That was what killed me. Then I, I just, I, whilst I was looking at his face, I never spoke it out. Then I said, if this man can notice, then he knows about the sin. I was looking at him. But he never mentioned it, not once. Do you have sins in your life? Do you have past errors, mistakes, shortcomings, weaknesses which you don't want to talk about but actually you don't want to even let it come back to your mind because you don't feel okay, you don't feel good when you see you. Some of you can't imagine what you did when you were young. But the funny thing is that God knows about all this and yet he never mentions it. Is somebody here you are going home? Maybe you are going home, so let me close. And so, what I'm trying to say is that it is very important to learn from those that, had, that are ahead of you and yet had made certain mistakes and errors. David, everything about David is there. Solomon, Solomon, Charlie, the wisest man, apart from Jesus, is the wisest person who has ever lived. As for Jesus, is not wise. Jesus is wisdom. When you see Jesus, the Bible says Jesus is the wisdom of God and the power of God. When you see Jesus, you are looking at wisdom. Jesus doesn't speak the truth. He is the truth. You understand? So when you speak the truth, you are speaking Jesus. When you speak wisdom, you are speaking Jesus. He is wisdom. But as for David, David was, he received wisdom. You understand? And so David, uh, sorry, Solomon, which the Bible, who the Bible describes as the wisest man in this whole earth. In fact, the wisdom of man, eh? It's something new. Upon all the wisdom he received, he ended up marrying 700 women and 300 concubines. Thousand women, one person. <laughs> Hey, how many? How many are we? One, two, three, four. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Just this morning. Just at the beginning of our service, we are just twenty-one. And imagine if I'm dating all these twenty-one people. So let's assume you are all women. And you are all my wives. How am I going to? But at the end of the day, we, 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 we see that the wisdom of Solomon failed him. When, you see, when Solomon was, was young, you see, when he received the impartation, he wrote the book of Proverbs. Wisdom. Yes. Wisdom. Then when Solomon was in his youthful state, where the youthful exuberance was there, he wrote the book of Songs of Solomon. And you could see love, things about love, kiss me with the kisses of whatever. But you see, when he grew and he turned into an old man, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes and he said, All is vanity. All, all the things. All these things are vanity. He said, I, he said, I builded me houses. 
not for myself. How many of you have seen a hanging garden before? Solomon had a hanging garden. A garden which was hanging. Solomon built a hanging, not, I'm not talking of a botanical garden. So a garden which was hanging. He built houses. He, what, what, just name it. He married women. And at the end of the day, I'm sure Solomon will meet someone and say, eh, you're my wife, eh? Number what? 765. Okay, okay. He can't know all of them. But at the end of the day, somebody will say that, God, this is Solomon. Why disgrace Solomon? Why put all these weaknesses of Solomon in the Bible? Why, why tell us that Solomon was disobedient to you? Because the Bible says that no, you see, nobody, no Israelite was supposed to marry outside. And God told Solomon categorically, do not marry from the Gentiles. But we saw that Solomon married the daughter of Pharaoh. Right after the command, he married the, <laughs> the daughter of Pharaoh. So, so you could say that the man's obedience was not perfect. Solomon had weaknesses. And my question is, why did the Bible write it? As we are seated here, if we are to write a book uh, on the history of this church, and God brings a straight instruction, write everything from the pastor down to the church members. Everybody's secret should be there. This book, <laughs> it, it would be a must, a, a must read. Yes, this book of the law. And it, it will be a surprise to most of us. Hey, this beautiful girl, I never thought she had that other side though. So if you see Mabel and you think she's, but you see, you don't know the other side of Mabel. And so, you see, that is why I'm saying that when you take your Bible and you read about a character, don't be a fool to repeat the very same weakness they had. Somebody say, oh, but if Abraham married four, he married more, more than one. Abraham was he was he was in a polygamous marriage. He wasn't he wasn't a, a monotonous marriage. So what is wrong when I marry more than one? You are not wise. Ah, but even the Bible said, "Yeah, no bro. We should drink so we should bro. So so is he is he is he? You are not wise. But even Paul told Timothy that because of his stomach problem, he should drink a little wine. And so, so, you are not wise. Somebody's stomach problem. Somebody's problem in his stomach. And Paul was recommending a wine. Did you taste that wine? It could even be for medicinal purposes. And so because of that, he said, you, you are going to drink. So easy, so easy. Let's, let's open our eyes such that when we read the Holy Scriptures God has presented to us, we learn from the mistakes of some of these great men of God that the Bible mention, makes mention about. You see, Abraham, Abraham slept with his maid. Jacob also did. Jacob slept with two of his maids, two of us. Oh, two of us. Abraham slept with her guy. When I read that scripture, I said to myself, I'll never have a maid servant, especially a woman. In my house, it's not allowed. 
what did I just do? I learned from somebody's mistake. As for maid servants, man servants, yeah, I want, but maid servants, no. Because anybody who feeds you, anybody who feeds you, eh, put something into your mouth. As, 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 is he, anybody who puts food into your mouth uh, has another access to your heart. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is why when people feed you, uh, like a lady, you are just, she's just your friend. She, she cooks, come and eat. She, by the time you realize, you fall in love with her. I'm telling you. Yes. Because the way to the stomach is also the way to the heart. I'm telling you. So open your heart, your, your eyes. Be careful. It's very important. And is he, can said be anyone who takes advantage of this to seduce a man? How can he seduce a man? Because you now know the secret, you are going to use it. And so, please, what I'm trying to let you know and understand this morning is that it is very important for you to learn from the mistakes of those who have gone ahead of us. And not to take advantage of their and say, oh, look, ah, by, ah, look at Jacob. God used him powerfully. And yet even Jacob had a, a weakness. He was a liar. So if I lie, now nah, Look at Moses. Powerful man of God. Hey, when Moses speaks, even the sea will obey. And you see, but Moses had a weakness. Moses was quick-tempered. When God told him that he should speak to the rock, he hates the rock. So me to if I disobey God, then nah, even David was sleeping with this woman, sleeping with that woman, then he will come and ask for forgiveness and God will forgive. So me to if I do it, you are not learning from their mistakes. And so you are not wise. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tips and books, please send us a mail at REV dot emosdako at gmail.com or call plus two three three five zero three eight six one three nine nine thank you for your time and god bless you